0: Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. I am very happy to announce that on tonight's show, my very special guest is Johnny Frank. Johnny not only has his own record label, Johnny Frank Productions, but he's also the lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist and creator of the band Bill Murray. Johnny had an amazing 2016 releasing three bill murray albums jaguar shark the self-titled bill murray album and an album called letters and i'm going to keep this intro short because we have a very long conversation about everything johnny's been doing as well as his past in the band attack attack as many of you know so why don't we get right to it and we're going to start off with the song timing off the self-titled album by bill murray enjoy
1: The it turns red
0: right, everyone. Welcome back to Ian Hates Music. I'm very excited because today my special guest is Johnny Frank. Johnny, producer, mixer, engineer, songwriter, composer. Am I missing anything else?
2: Uh, Dude. (laughs) There you go. I don't know. (laughs) Beer drinker? Yeah, beer drinker. You know, just (laughs) the standards.
0: (laughs) I think that is probably the longest intro I have done. But Um, I am seriously, like we said off air, I'm seriously amazed at everything that you're doing right now.
2: Thanks, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think like it's been a really cool. Well, 2016 was really cool because um, I think like when I first left Attack, it was like you know my producing ability was decent, mm-hmm. but my songwriting ability was good. I've always been naturally good at that, but it took me like you know three or four years to really hone in that uh, producing and mixing side. And now it's just kind of like the sky's the limit as far as what I can put out and what I can do. And so uh, I think 2016 was that year that I was just like, man, I'm just going to just gonna do as much as I can.
0: <laughs> no, it's absolutely true because not only are you running your own record label, Johnny Frank Productions, but then also you put out three Bill Murray <laughs> albums in a row <laughs> in one year. I don't know if anyone's ever done that before.
2: Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe that's probably why I put the third one out. just yeah. So I could. It's just so like a flex on people.
0: Is there like a record for the amount of records put out?
2: I don't know, dude. Johnny Cash put out a shit ton of records every year. So that is true. I kind of took a page out of his book, even though, you know, all of his songs are generally pretty much the same. <laughs>
0: and that is a definite thing I can say about all your stuff. It's all completely different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. With all three of those Bill Murray records, uh, each one has a really unique, different vibe to it.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but you know, they all kind of make sense together as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was it was real fun to make all that stuff, and I I like I don't really like when bands wait for a really long time to put out music, sure. just because I don't know. I'm always like, you know, if I if I died tomorrow, would I be happy with what I put out? Sure. And, Would I be like excited about that or would I just be like or would it have been like, oh, man, there's so much more that I had to do or had to say. So kind of try and live life that that way. Just like, you know, if something happened to me, I at least know that I did everything that I could to put the music out that I could when I could. So
0: yeah, that's a Uh, totally non morbid way to think of that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, for sure. Just constantly haunted by death. Right. right.
1: <laughs> I'm a little bit
2: more cheerful than that. But I think like, you know, when I do when I do things that are scary, I'm like, all right, you know, like if I did if whatever the worst case scenario happened here, I at least know that I did what I could right. to to put out something. <laughs> so but yeah, I also kind of, you know, wanted to challenge bands who wait, you know, four or five years to put out a record. Mm-hmm. I think that like um, I think that there's so many talented musicians out there that I, I feel like four years is you're not pushing yourself to to really like leave a strong mark on the world. Sure. So I don't know. I mean, but maybe you know, it's just it's just different for different people too. Right. So I said I don't want to paint myself as like some self-righteous <laughs> guy because I'm working oh, sure. <laughs> out three albums in a year. It's like that's why I'm special or some <laughs> shit. I don't know.
0: Now, do you think? does it also have a little bit to do with being kind of in control of everything yourself as well?
2: Being able to put out that much music. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I honestly, like I'm really into like YouTube culture and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the way that I feel like there's a disconnect between the way that the music industry works and the way that the music industry, as far as YouTubers works. Sure. And, um, how different it is and i kind of wanted to find like a middle ground because you know you look at like jared dines it's that dude is putting out work man yeah he is putting out so much stuff Mm -hmm. and um and you know a guy i was really inspired by was casey Uh, nystat he's a big big vlogger and the the, the dude put out a uh let's see he put out a 10 minute video every day for like two and a half years Mm -hmm. and uh you know that I was really inspired by that. I was like, man, if he's if he's able to do that like every single day, you know, I can I can put out an album, you know, every three right. or four months, right, you know. Right. So I think that I was really just limiting myself. Like I had this weird preconceived notion of like, <laughs> well, bands kid, you can't fucking put out two out you know, right, right. Two albums in a year. That's you know, yeah. that doesn't make any sense or whatever. And maybe it doesn't, but you know, like I don't I, I kind of wanted to take a page out of them and really push myself to Mm -hmm. see how much I can do in a year. And uh, yeah, I'd I'd say that I was able to like keep it quality too. I wasn't just putting out bullshit. Right. Right. Yes. But I wanted, I wanted to be good as well. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes a little time, but yeah, for sure.
0: No, very true. And I think, yeah, the quality is definitely there for you and I'm in no way, comparing myself to you or other bands that put out music that I love. It's true what you're talking about. With podcasting, we talked briefly a little bit off air on this one too. I'm putting out at least two to three episodes per week. And each episode is over an hour to two hours long.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And
0: you're just trying to get out there and trying to share the stuff that you're doing. And it's great for those guys to be able to do it. And you, as well, not only putting those albums out, but you're also putting out a ton of music videos actually some more music videos than some bands who have been around for 10 years have put out
2: right yeah i think that was a pretty deliberate choice mm-hmm. um because uh well obviously like no shit it's a you deliberate know. choice but look like, if you were
0: just throwing out music videos by accident that'd be pretty like, i didn't even too. fucking
2: think about it, it just <laughs> happened dude like i woke up one day and had a bunch of music videos right now um, i i i was like well we're probably not gonna play a ton of shows because it was just me at at that time and i hadn't really gotten anyone on and i was like well i think the combination of seeing someone play music visually and hearing it at the same time is really uh powerful right and the only medium other than playing live music that you can do that is through a music video at the same time i was like really becoming like obsessed with video and the medium it's really cool Mm -hmm. and um just filmmaking and, and stuff in general so I would spend you know a couple hours every night just researching all the all the mechanics behind it because I had when I first started the band I tried to shoot with a couple different people and they we just weren't seeing eye to eye and so I was, it was really frustrating because I like put a lot of time and effort and thought into the ideas and they're just like you know, it's like calling a spade a spade. I'm like, this is just not good. <laughs> you can't release this. Right. So I, uh, I was real frustrated by that. Um, and, you know, just like, well, shit, if if other people can't do it, then I'm going to figure out a way to do it myself. Even if I'm directing someone else behind the camera, that um, I'll do that. But luckily, at the same time uh, that I was learning all that stuff, um, I did find someone who was able to shoot my music videos uh Ned Ingalls and mm-hmm. he is just he's a boss man he shares my same work ethic and he's i think like an important part of artists is to be able to take make something from nothing or mm-hmm. make something from like very little means right so you know i'd be like all right here's this big white room <laughs> like, what can we <laughs> do and you're like you know like let's do something let's let's figure out something that's really visually pleasing at the same time is you know like a decent concept or whatever. And he, he's able to go in and look at something like that. So we kind of shared that ability mm-hmm. and, uh, it was cool. Cause I found him at the same time. And then we're, I was just like, dude, let's churn them out. Let's, yeah. let's make as many as we can. Right. And every, I say every like two, three or four months he'll come in and we'll do like, like shoot three in a row. And wow. it's always really crazy. Cause <laughs> his schedule is like insane. Mm-hmm. And so like, it usually ends up we start shooting at 1 a.m. <laughs> uh, and at, end at like 6. And then, I don't know, we just hang out all day and then shoot super late, which I'm not used to. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I think that I wanted to put out a lot of music videos. And it was I was really honestly lucky to find Ned, uh, who was also down to do that for a good price. So yeah. it, it really came together pretty well.
0: Yeah, that's great. I think the last one was was that pain from letters. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that was the one you said. I think you said you shot at four a.m. after having a lot of Milwaukee Best, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, like, we like, I don't know why the fuck we started so late, but it was just kind of like we were just hanging out, and then we we're like, oh, we should shoot a music video. Right. <laughs> we, I should. I, that's why I came here. Right. So we were, we like went to this corner store and bought. Uh, case Milwaukee's best and just hung out and made this this music video so yeah um which I I I like that video I think that's probably one of my favorite ones but
0: um, no it's good yeah yeah. the people behind you the people playing in the band with you on some of these music videos did you write for them as well for this did you write the entire album and then they're a backing band or do you actually know these people and they're going to be on tour with you at some point
2: So yeah, I wrote and recorded the whole, all the albums and stuff like that. Um, But they're, they're just like my friends and yeah, they're the backing band. So they're, they're who plays with me um, live. So Peter Juscalian, he's, he's just, he's like my musical soulmate. (laughs) Um, We, when we play together, it's like, we have a really cool connection where we won't say, we won't, we'll just be in the middle of a song and we'll both, do something at the same time that neither of us communicated with each other. And huh. so it's, it, it was, it's a really cool experience and pretty rare, um, mm-hmm. to have that with someone. So I have him on drums and then I have Lee Albrecht from Seraphim. Oh yeah. On, uh, on guitar, just cause I don't know. I had, I had such a difficult time finding a guitarist, but he's, he's such a great guitarist and very competent and knows how to play metal. That was a yeah. big challenge just finding someone who could play, um, you know the kind of more clean indie stuff. Sure. And also, you know, like play chug riffs and stuff right. like that. And it's like, so I'd find a guy who's like, you know, he can he can rip up those like indie riffs and stuff. Mm. But when it comes to palm muting, he's like, I've never done that before. Oh, uh-huh, like, gotcha. So it took me like it took me a year to find a guitarist that I was like really really stoked on. Um, but yeah, those are those guys. So they just come along with me and we play we we'll play we play live i mean we played one show a uh, couple weeks ago and then we right. have like two or three lined out now so oh very nice yeah yeah
0: how did the first show go then that two weeks ago right you were in ohio where you are right now right
2: yeah yeah we played this uh place called cafe bourbon street and it's fucking tiny which <laughs> is perfect <laughs> right it's like what i when i started bill murray is what i imagined is like i want to play houses and i want to play like you know small venues and stuff like that um, but it was really the perfect venue for, a for, a our, the first show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was fucking terrified, dude. Were you <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yes, dude. I'd probably save more than any, like any, uh, tack attack show. I was fucking just terrified. Like, um, because it was this thing that I'd been working on for like a year. And the initial reason I started it was cause I wanted to play live music and I wanted oh. songs to play. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it evolved from there, but after a year of really putting a lot into it, I was like, man, if this sucks, I'll be <laughs> fucking really devastated. Right. <laughs> so I was just like the two days leading up to it, uh, you know, making sure everything was really in place and kind of, you know, staying up all night worrying about it and shit. Uh, sure. Um, But man, it was, it was, it was perfect. I couldn't ask for better. Like I was, I was so nervous up until the point that I walked into the venue and was like, This is fucking sweet. There you go. This venue's perfect. It's like, we're not, Bill Murray's not headlining, so there's, you know, if we totally blow it, there's someone behind (laughs) us to be able to, like, redeem it. Sure. Um, And, you know, I didn't really promote it too much because I wanted to make sure that it was a good thing before I really, like, let her rip. Right. Uh, And, man, it it went so well. It was awesome. Like, I I didn't know how my voice would hold up. Mm -hmm. Not, I don't think I've ever really lost my voice, but, like, Um, but taking on like full time vocals, um, I didn't know how how it would go, but it was really awesome and (laughs) it was, uh, it held up real well and, and it sounded fucking sweet live, which is cool. Yes. You never know. You never know how (laughs) it's going to like transition over, what's going to transition over well. And, and, uh, so we had, you know, like 40 people in this teeny venue and it was, it was awesome and people, people really like enjoyed it too. So that was, that was such a cool thing. I think it was, it was a very like genuine experience. Yeah. Where everyone on stage is having fun and everyone off stage is having fun too. So,
0: That's awesome. That's great. To good hear. all
2: around. Yeah. yeah. And then I then I took a huge dump afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well it's it all so fucking.
0: It's all the Milwaukee's best up. too. So. Yeah, dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it was it was great though, and we got a couple more shows. Uh, we're gonna announce in probably the coming weeks.
0: Oh, so. very nice. Very nice. Yeah. A little traveling, possibly?
2: Definitely. Awesome. Um, I, I did not enjoy touring um, yeah. that much. I just, it's, you know, some people really like it. I did not like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I really loved the songwriting process mm. and stuff. But uh, being gone for a month, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's really difficult to. I, I The way that I put it is like, you have no routine. So. Sure. Like you don't, you can't go to your favorite coffee shop every day, right? Because there's there's places where there's no coffee shop, where you don't know where you are, mm-hmm. and um, so I like that aspect about life. You're right, right? <laughs> and, uh, but I do. I mean, I love playing live music and love meeting people mm-hmm. and talking with people, and so I really want to use the shows as like a catalyst to be able to connect with people and you know, honestly, like have a reason to travel and get out of the The basement you know the studio every once in a while and (laughs) go see the world not just like let it waste away while i'm down there exactly so yeah
0: going back to the live show for a second since those albums are so personal to you was there any specific track that you were really looking forward to playing live and to share with everyone
2: yeah it was really interesting it was was like funny experience because we were trying to get the set list down and it was like we have like 30 songs yeah, right. like holy shit so it was it was pretty difficult to like where like to weave them down honestly mm-hmm. uh, narrow them down because i like them all you right. know or else uh yeah i like them all and so it, you know there's a lot of like long like deliberation and um between the guys and stuff like that but i would say uh timing off of the self-titled album is that was a song that I had envisioned live from uh, the beginning. It's like, I want to fuck this song. is It's so simple, but it's really big sounding and mm-hmm. builds and it just, it's just really cool. And, uh, to get to finally play that live. Plus it's easy as hell to sing. So it's uh, like, okay. <laughs> right? I can just really like rip into it, um, and belt it out. So I thought that, I think that playing that song was my favorite by far. Um, Playing garage was really fun. Mm-hmm. And then at the end it was cool. Like we finished so I I was like, all right, we're gonna learn five songs really good and then we're gonna learn like one more decently good. So if the set fucking blows, right. we have the five <laughs> like we can just end it. Sure. But if it's good, we could add a couple more on. <laughs> I, right, right. I was call I was I like calm vibe vibe songs where it's like if the, the vibe is on, keep going. If the vibe is off, just fucking <laughs> kill it. Right. So um we we just uh it was the vibe was on so we played suspended and then um the guitarist or lee handed me the guitar and i played there at the end and Uh, playing there was really cool i i wasn't planning on playing it right right um and i wasn't fully sure that i knew how to play (laughs) like (laughs) that i like was able to play and sing it at the same time but it, it worked out and so i'd say that playing timing and there were like my favorites i I really like yeah and having people sing along is so cool
0: i remember you putting it too on facebook and social media like you said you really didn't promote it that much ahead of time but it seems like you had a good group that came out especially if they know the lyrics and everything
2: yeah yeah it was i it was like i think i posted like the night before Mm -hmm. um and the day of and yeah i'd say there's like there's like 40 people there you know um yeah there's some people drove from like an hour and a half away to come see it and i was like holy shit dude like <laughs> that's fucking awesome you know this guy came from like an hour away and sung every word and sure. he was like he was like you know your music helped me uh, through a really difficult time i was like that's the shit dude right. <laughs> that's so cool and he, you know he wasn't being like he wasn't trying to get attention about right. it but he was being like i mean he was fucking vibing hard in the front. Yeah, so he, he wasn't full of shit. So it was awesome, man. He was so that was, it was just cool to see like how people were already willing to like drive from far distances to right. come hang out and stuff. So yeah, that was cool.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. You've completely now you've got your three albums out. You went on your first live show. So how did you? ramp up your voice because you did mention that you were kind of worried about that from going from the studio now to live and everything you're also technically in three bands right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> how do you get prepared how do you make sure that your voice doesn't blow out or that you don't lose it
2: I don't know I just I just was like oh I actually did a couple things hmm. um I would sing like because it's a 25 minute drive to work okay so I would I would listen to throw my headphones in and I would Per, you know, at nine in the morning, like, purposely sing really fucking loud through it all mm-hmm. to see, you know. And my voice would be kind of fucked up at the end, but, like, nothing, nothing, like, really bad. Whereas, okay. like, holy shit, you know. It's just a little, like, I definitely used it. Right. And then on the way home, I would do it sometimes as well. So I think it was, like, okay, I can definitely get through it and be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd, I'd, I've i learned I learned how to scream last year. Oh, really? So I, I didn't really know how to scream at all. Um, that was a definite exercise in humility. It's <laughs> <laughs> like sitting in my car, like, listening to music, like, looking up how to scream on uh. Google, like, <laughs> it made me feel like I was 12 again, dude. Sure. like, <laughs> like... I was like, I had that like existential moment of like, look at you, you fucking piece of shit. Like, what have you become? <laughs> Trying to learn how to scream in your fucking car, loser. And Do, I was like, no. <laughs> doing in front <laughs> of a mirror. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, it's like you get that inner voice, it's like you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> so I was, I was like, but I, you know, I kept going through, but I, I'd, I'd never screamed live before. Ah, uh, sure. And so I didn't know how it would. Work out, but it, it worked out all right. I wasn't not going to say my live scream is the greatest, but there's definitely room to grow gotcha. But uh, it's good enough <laughs> Good enough.
0: So your whole career then no vocal training no vocal lessons.
2: I took vocal lessons for singing. Okay um, And that was why I used a little bit less auto-tune on the second record.
0: <laughs> yes, I could tell, tell
2: This <laughs> is a, a tad bit less Sure. Um, but yeah uh i just i took like two or three singing lessons Mm -hmm. and uh and just it it actually helped a lot um but yeah i don't know it was it was uh it's all pretty much been other than that just kind of feeling it out and trying to find the the right sound and stuff like that i'd say like I'm more concerned with like the tone of my voice than the pitch of my voice. Okay. I, I've never really had like, you know, I'm never going to be like singing live and just have like impeccable live pitch. Sure. You know, I'm going to miss a couple notes and stuff like that. But I like, I really care about the, how the tone of my voice sounds and mm-hmm. the way that I'm articulating notes and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's my excuse for missing notes, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, you want it to be a raw experience. You don't want to be yeah. playing with a backing track and everything.
2: <laughs> Bill Murray has backing tracks, but... Not uh, the same. <laughs> no, no. It's not like the entire song. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Actually, I just lip synced the whole fucking thing, dude. Oh, there we go. <laughs> See, I knew it.
0: I'm... That was why we were doing this talk. Now I can put it out okay. there. Sounds exclusive. Kind of exclusive.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think my pitch is pretty good, but mm-hmm. I go for tone of voice on records. That's sure. what I, that's what I care about. Uh, maybe if my pitch was better, I would care more about that gotcha. and less about this. <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Understood. <laughs>
0: well, you seem pretty self-taught with everything that you're doing. How did you even get into creating your own record label?
2: I don't know. Like, I, I, a lot of it's, it's a, the reason I learn a lot of things is because I get really frustrated with people, like, not seeing things the way. I mean, obviously they can see things different, blah, blah, <laughs> sure. blah But, like, you know, I have this vision and stuff and I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell someone, like, dude, nah. <laughs> and I just get like, I'd be like, it makes you feel really powerless. Right. You have no power to show them what you're talking about. And it makes you feel like, kind uh, of, just like, fuck, you know, I'm at the whim of this person at this point. Right. And so, with all the recording stuff and the bands that I record and all that, that came from like, um, you know, the songwriting process uh, and some of the Attack albums. I'd be like, man, I have this great idea. And it would get shot down. And I'm like, man. I just get really frustrated cause I'm like maybe the way I explained it sucked or something like that's totally within the realm of possibility. But in my mind, I'm like, I know this is a fucking banger yeah. and like the world needs to know, you know? like. <laughs> and so, uh, it really all started during the recording of the self title record for attack was mm-hmm. just kind of, uh, I would, we would write stuff and it was great. And then I I'd have ideas, not be able to explain them or show people and be like, Oh man, you know, I want this thing here, but I, I can't explain it in a way that's good. So I got a laptop and started screwing around on Logic a little bit and GarageBand, started making some stuff. And then when I quit uh, Attack, I was like, "Well, I'm either gonna start a clothing label or start a recording." <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> um, no, Soon. I just Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep keep your fucking ears peeled. Dude. That's right. Uh, no, I. uh, Bill Murray is releasing shirts though, so it's not totally outside, but um <laughs> definitely never gonna fucking start a clothing label. Unless, you know, hey, it brings in the money. A... I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know what I I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say that I'll probably never start a clothing label. Okay. But maybe in five years someone will be like, Oh you fucking piece of shit, yeah. like <laughs> said that on this podcast. Um but no, so I, I just was like I'm in love with writing songs, and it was just like once I left, I had a like a lot of free time, yeah. so I was like uh trying to figure out what I was gonna do with my life and I was like, man, I didn't think that I would love this, but man, I'm obsessed with it, and so I think just that obsession kind of drove me into it.
0: Let me ask you just a quick question. This is an aside that mm-hmm. first intro track on someday was that your idea? the hip hop thing? Yeah.
2: Uh God, I don't want to take credit for it.
0: That still stands out to a lot of people as so incredibly different. And this going into that breakdown, going into that scream sounds great still to this day.
2: Honestly, I, I wouldn't say it was just me, but I was the catalyst for a lot of the electronic stuff. Okay. Um, because Andrew Whiting, the guitarist, was just like metalhead to the yep. max. And I was like, you know, wearing deep V-necks and headbands and like (laughs) listening to fucking forever, the sickest kids and shit. So I was (laughs) was like, I was like, dude, we need like synth and shit. Um, but then, you know, like there's so many other, like everyone loved the idea. Like, I don't know who brought the idea up. I think it it got brought up and everyone was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like we're throwing a hip hop song at the beginning of it. And it just like the idea happened and Mm -hmm. it was just, it just came together in the studio. Like Joey, like, Put together some beat, Caleb put this lead on there, and then Austin got in the booth and just started doing like shout outs and yep. ad libs and stuff. And <laughs> honestly, like everyone kinda put their own little piece on it, and nice. then we listened to it and we we're like, dude, this is fucking <laughs> awesome. Like it's so dumb, but at the same time, like it's really just, awesome.
0: It works perfectly. So I yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to give my my yeah. congrats for that for sure.
2: Yeah. That part <laughs> didn't give a fuck, dude. That's, yeah, it that really didn't. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate oh yeah. It. yeah. Oh, of course. It was, It was uh, definitely not like something that we were like, hmm. Yeah, (laughs) let's let's
0: really shock everyone,
2: right? What are the kids like these (laughs) days? Like, you know, we were just like, oh, dude, (laughs) fucking dumbass high school. (laughs) Oh sure, sure.
0: (laughs) Well, actually, you brought up something uh, pretty interesting there too. I have not heard the name forever. The sickest kids in forever. So, (laughs) tell me about some of your. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Tell me about some of your influences. So I'm assuming they influence you. But then who else at that time? And then kind of what are your influences now?
2: Sure. Uh, At that time, I was just fucking like, that was like the beginning of like, electronic music and metalcore being put together. Yep. So there's like a couple bands that were starting to do it. And I was just like, man, I was, we were all really hungry for that sound. Mm -hmm. We're just like, ravaging my space trying to find it anywhere <laughs> like where can we get the sound like like okay there's this band breathe carolina and they have yep. some screaming and it's like it's like something's there like fucking something's there and we loved it we love breathe mm-hmm. carolina and we're just all about it and icy stars sure. had like some synth stuff going on and we we're like obsessed with them we would play shows with them all the time yep. uh we had this little cluster of bands like I See Stars, Miss May I, Us, and uh, uh, We Came As Romans would always play uh, shows together yep. when we were kids. So we are kind of all like, like I See Stars was starting to do some more electronic stuff. And we were like, dude, that is so cool, man. Holy shit. We want to do that. And Enter Shikari was a big oh, one. Sure, um, absolutely. They, 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 I think they were the first time I ever heard like a synth, like a trancy synth with like a breakdown over it, like chugs. And sure. I was just like, dude that is fucking cool man that is so awesome uh so those were like the things we were listening to at the at the time also for me any like just the scenest bullshit you've ever (laughs) imagined dude just like forever the sickest kids and like uh i'm trying to think um or some other like dance pop because you named
0: breathe carolina and then obviously, Andrew <laughs> Shikari makes me <laughs> laugh every time. I'm going to see them. They're doing the 10th anniversary of Take to the Skies. No way. Oh yeah, they're going out that's with cool. Being as an Ocean. So I'm going to <gasps> see that in like a month. Dude. Yeah, that's gonna, 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 gonna be a good show. That. Yeah.
2: That album was awesome. Yes, it was. And then you know, Devil Wears Prada had they like kind of did some synthy stuff and um, a little bit
0: in the beginning. Yeah.
2: Plagues. Mm-hmm. There were some parts that were like you know like
1: <laughs> examine this yep. real...
2: It's like this, a growl. Part. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, so that was like, every time I just remember, like every time I would hear like a synth part. Uh, what about? There's a couple parts over plagues too that yeah. uh, came on, and it was just like, dude, what the fuck? That's awesome.
0: Did you so, ever listen to uh, Dead by April?
2: No, I, I never listened to. Them.
0: They were uh, Swedish metalcore. They're still around today. They're just actually putting out a new album soon. But they were big into that in like 2007. Two thousand eight. Really? Yeah. So they were doing that as well. And yeah, they just always stick out in my head.
2: Yeah, I think it was like I think sometimes we get credited for like being the ones who started it. But honestly it was, you know, if it wasn't us, then it would have been someone else, you know, like because there's a lot of other bands who were like, they want that sound. We want that sound. Sure. And uh, you know, that I mean honestly I see stars had it and we were just like like they they had that song Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Yes. And I was I was obsessed with that song, sure. dude. And uh just that concept that so it kinda put a bug in our brains a little mm-hmm. bit. We're like, hmm, I love the synth stuff. And luckily we found Caleb around the same time and right. he's just right. he's a genius. As clearly shown through his career, you yeah. know, like um can't take and, away from uh, him. Yeah. So, you know, having him on synth was like it's like putting your best player as like the towel boy but he still like (laughs) added like so much to it you know that that he he really he was he was able to his ear for melody was able to still come through at that point too so
0: absolutely yeah it's crazy to think of what he's done I mean right now it's another show I'm going to soon Beartooth is out with Under Oath and Bring Me the Horizon
1: (laughs) it's fucking crazy yeah
0: it's absolutely (laughs) nuts but yeah I mean, I know you would want exposure for Bill Murray and everything, but that kind of touring is something you're not for.
2: I, I'm not like, I, you know, if someone was like, hey, one month bring me tour, you know, Bill Murray's on it. I'm like, I'll suck it up and make a, you <laughs> know, a right. year's wage. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, right, right.
2: It's like, you know, even if I'm like a little sad for like a couple weeks or something. Right. Like, that's fine. I just think that like, I want to make sure that the structure and foundation of my life is built on uh, music production mm-hmm. and songwriting and stuff like that. So if I want to tour, cool. But if I don't, it, my life, my living and my money is not based on that. So. Right. Um, but I still, you know, I think that something that gets lost with the bigger stuff uh, is the community aspect of it. Um, not to say that, you know, that there isn't that. But, you know, the difference between playing in front of a thousand people and playing in front of like 30, mm-hmm. I like hanging out with people and I really like having deep conversations. And, you know, conversations where someone's not like bubbling over you, but you're just hanging out, drinking some beers and talking about like, what is what is this fucking crazy life like <laughs> for you? Damn it, you know? that was
0: my next question to
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, what is this, you know what is your experience on this fucking hell rock? No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, What is your experience, you know, here and what do we have in common? And those, I feel like those conversations can't happen when you're being swarmed by a million people. Sure. So whatever, you know, I'm yeah. kind of, it's like, I, I'll play a show for a couple hundred people, but if it were me, you know, put me in a, a basement with 50, 50, like awesome people and pack it out. You know, as long yeah. as it's packed and it's sweaty and loud <laughs> as fuck, it, I think I'll be okay. And people are enjoying it, you know. Yes. That, that that's that's what I care about. And I think that, you know, like when Caleb started Beartooth, that's the reason he started it mm-hmm. and it blew up and, and stuff like that. So it's like he values the same thing as well. You know, Absolutely. he he likes that community aspect to it.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. Do you also go to shows yourself?
2: Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Um yeah, dude. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> well, look, this, uh,
0: you'd be surprised. I actually I talked to many people. That if they're not touring or if they're, you know, on their downtime, they don't go check out other bands. They're very like homebodies and they do it when they have to.
2: Yeah. Here's here's why I think that is. Because like when you're touring, your fucking life is a backtrack of like <laughs> It's like everywhere you walk, everywhere you go, every day has that fucking shitty like China breakdown in the back. Like <laughs> Like, you can't escape it. It's so in like, your
0: nightmares all yeah,
3: the time. Exactly. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like, you wake up in the morning, and it's like some dude playing it. Right. It's always the same tempo for some fucking reason. Like, even though you're playing with the best fans ever, like, yeah. still like somehow, like, <laughs> maybe I only noticed those things. I'm like, oh, another fucking breakdown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's like, since I've gotten a, away from that, mm. not I'm not just swarmed in it all the time. It's kind of renewed that joy that I initially had for it like you know i have the i have my friend's peter okay my drummer peter's band is called organ salad
0: mm-hmm.
2: they're just <laughs> a fucking ridiculous like they're awesome <laughs> they're so awesome what
0: style of music uh
2: it's like a turnstile, style kind of like um kind of like new newer age heavy they they're pretty unique sounding honestly okay. but like real real fucking Heavy, but not in a traditional sense. Interesting. Okay, Uh, I'm looking them up
0: now. That's for sure. Do it. (laughs)
2: Um, They have like a 10 second song. Nice. Fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They, you know, they don't take themselves seriously, Mm -hmm. and like their shows are fun because it's like we're all everyone there is like my friends, and we just fucking you know rage and have fun, and no one's there to like beat someone's ass, and there's no like weird drama or whatever. It's just kicking it, having fun.
0: It'd be nice to go to a show like that sometime.
2: Yeah, dude, we'll come see <laughs> working salad, man. Yeah, I think uh, so. yeah. but uh, we, yeah. So I think that that's kind of like renewed my my joy of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't really go to many shows for a long time. I went and saw the the Lumineers like a week ago or last Saturday. It was fucking awesome too. Oh, there you go. So... Any show on like any level, you know, live music's special.
0: I'm different with that. It has to be something in the genre of music that I normally listen to otherwise okay. i'm just standing there i'm like are people enjoying this <laughs> i don't
2: understand you need to be high dude maybe that is actually
0: well massachusetts they're working on things so yeah dude. maybe it'll be a little bit easier soon i just you went
2: need to do a shit ton of cocaine before you go out oh, well there,
0: oh okay <laughs> that one i think they're still working on i'm not uh, sure if that's legal yet
2: yeah dude it's up to you, you to start a campaign dude that's right <laughs> Look,
0: you got to work from the bottom, grassroots up. That's how you work
2: this stuff. Out. You'll have a lot of very short term motivated people behind you. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> for five minutes, everyone's with me and then they they're going to be. That, they, they would
2: literally the die for you for 10 minutes yep. and then just not give a fuck. <laughs> then steal all your shit.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have no microphone, <laughs> no mixer anymore. It's all, everything's it's gone. All,
2: it's all gone. I don't remember what you initially asked. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Just different genres and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, I, I I just like, I like a lot of different types of music mm-hmm. too, and I don't know. Um, I mean, I love, like, metalcore and stuff, but uh, yeah, I think that it's important to see the, or at least try to see the, the benefit of other people's music as well, mm-hmm. um, or other genres, um, other, you know, like your friend's music that people, like, that they like, Um so I had this buddy, and he's like super into you know hip hop and shit. And I just remember I, I was I was never against it or anything. I I like would listen to it and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I like remember just talking to him and being like, "Please, like, explain to me why you love this." And he explained to me why he loved it. And ever since then, I, I've I've you know fallen in love with it and okay. really enjoy it too. Um, and so I think that each each. uh Type of music has at least something like that, or most maybe. Most. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, so I try to listen to as much stuff as possible.
0: Not to put you on the spot, because obviously a lot of the audience doesn't listen to anything outside of the scene. Would you have a hip hop or rap song that you would recommend to people or an album?
2: Uh, I like, uh, <laughs> uh, I listen to a lot of Drake. Okay. Which people will probably roll like everyone's probably rolling their eyes at the moment, but um, <laughs> I like Drake a lot. His production's really good, um, and then I really like this new wave of rappers because they're just pissing everyone off. Okay. Like, um, so there's like bunch of, like there's a bunch of rappers who are like rapping over like like the percussion is really heavy, but then mm-hmm. like all the melodic instruments are like Nickelodeon. Oh, uh, sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, to me, it's it's like. I don't know, like I don't know if I like it because it pisses everyone else off so much, or if I like it because I like it. Um, but I like Lil Yachty and like Twenty One Savage, those okay. guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that par- part of rap is like they, they're it's pretty humor based mm-hmm. genre of music. There's right. a lot of like humor in it, and like cl- it's it's about being clever. Yes. Um, being clever with your words and stuff like that. So I like that aspect of it.
0: That makes sense. You talk about maybe liking something because it pisses people off. I was literally last night at the Falling in Reverse show.
2: (laughs) There you go. That's the Lil Yachty of rock music.
0: Yes, there you go. (laughs) It was very funny to see the crowd very split because Motionless and White came on. So you had a completely different genre right there going into Falling in Reverse and people just either staying to laugh or staying to be extremely into it. Like yeah, losing their mind. Funny? It's not so. I see. That's almost like me saying I will go to different genres of music because I went to that right. and you're just getting everything there.
2: Totally. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if you're there to laugh, like entertainment is entertainment. If you're entertained, yep. then it's a win.
0: <laughs> and look, uh, you can't hold Ronnie back. He does a really good job live.
2: Oh, there's no denying. Yeah. Like you know, for as many people dislike him, he's a good singer and he's got. Uh, a certain untangible quality about him that people like. So yeah. Absolutely very true. Intangible. Untangible In- is intangible, not intangible or word. untangible,
0: either or. Either
2: <laughs> He's or. super untangible, dude. You can't touch him. Yeah. That should be his new quote. Un- untangible <laughs> tenacity.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you a hypothetical. So if right. you were planning this tour for Bill Murray, you're going out for a month or so, what couple bands would you choose to go out with you if you had like a dream lineup?
2: Hmm, I'm trying to, like, for just being, like, really fun, mm-hmm. um, shit, I would love to tour with, fuck, I don't
0: know, <laughs> let me think. You can take your time.
2: I I, I mean, I, I really like, oh, this, this is actually coming full circle, because you asked what my uh, influences were in the past, now, now, what they yep. are in mm-hmm. the future, yeah, okay, and um, that'll help me kind of narrow down who I'd like to play with. But uh, I really like Turnstile a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. There's no one that sounds like them. Right. Um, and I just, yeah, they're they're super unique, cool band. Um, and then I like a big influence for uh, Bill Murray has been Title Fight.
0: Oh sure. Their yeah. new
2: record, uh, Hyper, Hyper Drive. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> fuck. Like this is a big influence. I can't even think of the fucking name of the record. <laughs> um. Hyper fuck. I'm looking it up right now, dude. Hyperview. <laughs> Hyperview, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I just found this. I was impressive. like I kept wanting to say Hyperloop and I was like, that's nope, that's Elon Musk's transportation yeah. solution. Um, it's a good name though. Yeah, Hyperloop's pretty dope. <laughs> Sounds like a like a Japanese like speed metal band. There you go. Um but uh so yeah, I liked I thought that uh, Hyperview was really cool because they just really switched up their sound hard. But then, okay, so turnstile, title, fight. Um, I've been into house music a lot recently. Okay. Um, Kind of like deep house, tropical house styles. Wow. I think there will be some like definite, not in the the next Bill Murray record, but the next, next Bill Murray record.
1: Interesting, okay.
2: Uh, I just finished all the instrumentals to the next one what uh, yesterday <laughs> How did you find time to do that <laughs> i don't know dude <laughs> it just happened i woke up and it was all done wow <laughs> <laughs> but i have been really getting into house music um, have you heard of the band pup i have not they're like uh they're like kind of just this aggressive kind of they're like pop punk but they're more punk oh okay um and then uh i'd say as far as heavy stuff every time i dies last release yes. really really was Man, I just there's something special to that.
0: Yeah, I thought that was probably
2: their best record yet. Yeah, I would say as far as the uh, record as a whole, mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything. Oh, that's that's a yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, that every time I die record, I th- I was reading a lot about it, and he mm-hmm. was talking about how he he would use like music as like kind of an escape from reality, yep. or his lyrics as kind of like. You know, this is me just kind of putting off the things that I don't like and talking about whatever. And and then he shifted to like actually talking about what's going on in his life. And man, he is so good with lyrics. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Low, Low Teens was about his wife and almost losing their child during childbirth. He said anyways, he wrote every lyric to that song that night, which is Holy amazing. Shit. Yeah. You know, everyone's safe in the family and everything, which is awesome. But then also to go through that—that's where all the lyrical content comes from for low teens.
2: Damn, that's see, that's that's so cool. And honestly, like I was going through some difficult shit at the same time, Mm -hmm. so it was like nice to—I mean, those lyrics are real extreme, and I was feeling some extreme ass shit. So it's just cool to kind of know, you know, like to just kind of connect and be like, damn, someone else feels that way too.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, your yeah. music is very personal, like I mentioned before. Would you ever do anything like a concept album, changing the way that you write for a Bill Murray album?
2: Uh, I don't know. I just don't think I'm good at it. Oh, okay. Uh, like, <laughs> so maybe you know, like writing how I feel. But I kind of, I kind of view Bill Murray as like uh, it documents sections of my life, and I, <laughs> I would love my, You know, here's the the goal and the dream, but who knows. I would love to be able to look back on all those records and be be able to be like I wrote a, at least one or two every year and, you know, 10 years of my life is documented. Wow. And uh, I, so I, I'm kind of using it as like a timeline because, mm-hmm. you know, when you listen to a song that you listened to even like six months ago, you're like, I know how I felt. I know what I was doing. I know where I was at in my life. Mm-hmm just remember so much that you would never really it unlocks some sort of weird part of your brain that's just like, Oh, now I remember everything about this time. And so I think it would be cool at at the end of, you know, or when I'm old and I'm, you know, I don't want to be like that guy who's like, well, maybe I want to be that guy who's rocking. I would hope so. (laughs) But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I would love to just be like, I, I documented my time here and, you know, I can remember it and stuff like that. So, right, it's really just all Alzheimer's preventative. You know, I'm just trying to like, <laughs> just kidding. Relive yeah. through. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if I get Alzheimer's, then at least I'll have that.
0: <laughs> right, and you'll just be able to do it over and over again. So, yeah,
2: some people are so good at concept albums. So, you yes. know, like I, I have, I have a band that I record uh, called The Wise Man's Fear, and all their stuff is like concept. And, uh, what
0: style of music are they
2: they're like fantasy metal interesting okay there's like fantasy metal core yeah actually.
0: interesting okay uh, i'm looking up them too all right
2: yeah they're really cool Very nice. Uh, they get played on like all these esports leagues and stuff oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's awesome they get played on like uh, i don't know if you know what the gsl is but it's like mm-hmm. a it's like a korean esports league and <laughs> they're like they're like dude we're blowing up i was like how who's listening to your shit and they're like, dude, the Korean esports league is playing our shit, and I was like, how did they find you? But awesome, man, yeah. it's sick. So, uh, but you know, they do concept shit really mm-hmm. well, and I can't even. I I usually have to keep it like decently metaphorical. I can't, I can't do like narrative stuff. Oh, okay. where it's like I walked out the door, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> or like you know, I just it has to be more kind of in my head because that's usually where I'm at anyway. So. Right. Uh, So I know some people like to write about, like, things happening and stuff like that. and I want to get better at those things, but I'm just not good enough yet. (laughs) So, yeah. You're
0: constantly learning tons of other things. So when are you going to find time to learn how to do that as well?
2: I don't know. I I know that lyrics are definitely something that is learned. Not... Mm -hmm. uh, And I wouldn't even say Bill Murray's lyrics are, you know, going to change the world. But, like, they're not bad. No. and, uh, but that's, that is something that I, I would like to get better at, you know, but it's like the difference between me being able to express something in words and, uh, Keith Buckley is, 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 uh, insane. Right. He uses words and I'm like, I haven't said or thought about that word in like 20 mm. years. Actually, no, I would have been five. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Right. Five years. <laughs> you know, like I would have never thought to say, you know, uh, I better warm up my gun in case love is not enough. It's like that is fucking awesome. Like that's such an interesting way Mm -hmm. to talk about that. It's like kind of like making it like a car metaphorically. You've got to warm it up, you know. Um, So I just like uh, that's something that's kind of a area that I can do a decent job on. But I definitely like I'm always trying to progress in. So.
0: No, oh, that's a good way to put it for sure. Let me ask you this. So, I know people are probably, this is probably the most hack question that I can <laughs> ask, but I know not everyone knows it. Where did the name come from for Bill Murray? Because obviously you spell it different and it's one word, but is yeah. that literally favorite actor or is there some other behind the scenes story for that?
2: Uh, we were just, we were coming up with band names and stuff like that. And I don't know who said it. We we're, I, I really, I liked, the name because it's not very grandiose Mm -hmm. it's not like you know super epic which i felt like you know a lot of bands were doing that it's like um you know affiance of the everlasting breath (laughs) you know you're like that is everything is really extreme about that Mm -hmm. and really like but you know it's it gets lost because if everyone's using extreme words then they're no longer extreme because they get watered down right and so I realized that and I was like, uh, I want a band that's, or a name that kind of reflects what I'm going for, which is simplicity and doesn't take itself too seriously. And, you know, it's fun, but you know, Bill Murray kind of has that like demeanor, like he's sad. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so, it kind of matches the the vibe of it. Plus, uh, one of my favorite movies is um, The Life Aquatic. Yes. As from Jaguar Shark, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that movie. And I I feel like I watch it like every couple years. And so I just, the demeanor fit, the name was like, it's not grandiose. It's very like, it's kind of more humble. And I liked that a lot. And just like very matter of fact, it's Mm -hmm. like, here it is. You know, like, I, I liked that. So that was kind of how we came to the conclusion of but I remember someone's like, why don't we name it, like, Bill Murray? And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, someone said it. Um, so we were, like, talking about, like, all right, we can name it. It was, like, between Bill Murray or Hank. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Hank is funny, but I don't, I don't know. Bill Murray just has a nicer ring to it. And then the the decision to change the, the lettering of it was, um, it was just, like, it's going to be a fucking nightmare to try and search this anywhere. Yes. Yes. Um. So I just changed the spelling of it, and now <laughs> it's the first thing that comes up when you type it in that way. Yeah. So exactly. That was more of a strategic move. Very smart. It, it looks cool.
0: So yeah. It does. It <laughs> yeah. And you, you kept with the artwork of the three albums as well as striking, but also on the simplistic side as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I had my friend Anna Grace do all the artwork, um, and we, I, we like we had met and you know i was just she was like yeah like would love to do like album stuff and i was like dude just do my fucking album cuz yeah. i already knew she was a good artist um and so we like started talking about things and she sent me that initial drawing of jaguar shark yep i was like holy shit dude this is so <laughs> awesome like this is such a great drawing there's something intangible yep. intangible there you about go. it Untangible. um <laughs> 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 and uh, and so i i was like man that's That is really cool. And I think at that moment in time, I love when things are consistent. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just, I was like, I want every album to be done by her. I want all of my artwork to be done by her and everything to be done by her. That way it all looks, you you put them all together and they look the same. and Or, you know, like they're all part of one story.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you had mentioned the flow of the albums as well. And you actually mentioned, I, I read it on the Facebook post that you put out, that letters flows into the self-titled but letters came after the self-titled yeah. album.
2: <laughs> that was not like some deep decision. <laughs> I was just listening to it and it was like I was I had it on Spotify and I was mm-hmm. listening to the last song and then the near ended and timing came in and yeah. I was like oh that's like a that's a perfect transition. <laughs> I was like cool. There you go. So yeah, um, but yeah, I think like I, I do I like the idea of them all you know, having some connection to each other. And I think the artwork helps solidify that. For every musically stylistic difference, there's, you know, the artwork that ties it together. Right. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I like that.
0: Very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to ask you, because we are running lower on time, and <laughs> I have spanned most of your career now, too. What do you normally do? Are you a big music fan? Are you a big movie? Yeah, music fan. Someone say, yeah. Someone say, yeah. Kind of. I, I hope you don't hate it. <laughs> but are you a big movies fan besides The Life Aquatic?
2: Yes, uh, definitely. Me and my girlfriend. I live across the street from a boutique movie theater. Or it's oh. not. A, I don't know if it's fucking boutique. I don't know what the hell boutique means. But, um, <laughs> but it's just a single screen movie theater slash bar. Oh. Nice. And it's like literally like I could throw a rock and hit it from my house. Ah. So they'll. They'll play, you know, they always play like new movies and stuff. They have like one, they usually pick a good one too. Yeah. Um, but every time there's a new movie on in there, we're, we're, they're watching it. Um, and plus, I also love um, the medium of, of film and video. Mm-hmm. And, and so just, I, I look at it as a lot as like, how, how is this, how did this person tell this story? Right. And how can I kind of keep that in my mind when I want to tell a story about, Something in Bill Murray or, you know, bigger things, whatever may happen in the future. Sure. Um, but, you know, just to kind of – but I I love film, yeah, or movies. I don't like calling it film. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I like movies. Um, and I, I think the last one that I saw that was really dope was uh, Arrival. Have you seen that one?
0: No, I haven't seen it, but I know the story. You definitely like that one?
2: Dude, you got to see it. Okay. It's and, like what Interstellar should have been.
0: Ah, there you go. Okay. I just saw a commercial that it's coming out on like digital download and Blu-ray and all that kind of stuff in like two weeks.
2: Dude. Yeah. Go, uh, go, uh, torrent that shit.
0: <laughs> go torrent it.
2: Just stream it. Don't buy it. It's not, it's not a movie that you should buy. Not
0: worth buying, but yeah. I can download it.
2: I'm just going to encourage you to steal.
0: <laughs> there you go. I'm yeah. learning so much about you today. This yeah. Is <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, I, uh. I really like, I really like that movie. I think that movie was the last one that had like a really uh, strong. I, I, mean, I fucking love Rogue One too, dude. I, I love Star Wars. Gotcha. And you can't say it's nerdy because everyone likes well, no, it. Not I, nerdy anymore. I like, literally
0: geez. just had that conversation on the movies podcast about how you're now a nerd if you don't like Star Wars. Yeah, That's, you're on the outside now. The the quote unquote jocks and stuff they don't exist anymore. There, yeah. that's the all nerd. the jocks
2: watch Star Wars. Yeah, too. it's it's the way it is. Yeah, exactly. It's it's being a nerd is is I feel no longer. Nerd culture is pop culture. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'm not a Star Wars nerd, but I really like it. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Uh, yeah, I I love the I love the universe and stuff gotcha. like that. It's just my favorite. I was watching. I've been watching like the fucking dumbest shit like i was like two in the morning uh there's all these like youtube uh channels that are like extra lore Mm. on star wars (laughs) and so uh, i i remember two days ago i had this thought i was like how like how many tie fighters can a star destroyer hold and sure I need to it. fucking know. And I woke up and there's some dude made this like 10 minute video on it and it's, it's 60 to 70. So oh, there you go. There's, there's the exclusive right there, dude. Uh,
0: so you're really looking forward to December
2: then. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, totally. I, there's, there's a lot of questions I have and been reading the, uh, theories and all that. So, right. um, <laughs> everyone's but, yeah. freaking out. Yeah. yeah. I love stars. Um, <laughs> And uh, I'm trying to think of another good one.
0: Um, Fifty Shades Darker. Dude, seen it four times.
2: <laughs> I'm just that's your
0: advanced torrent copy that you yeah, got before. I listen, it's actually,
2: I listened to the the trilogy on uh, audiobook for oh, like a year straight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, so that's the inspiration for Bill Murray? Yeah, I knew
2: exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was just listening to Fifty Shades of Grey on audiobook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's super inspirational. It sounds like hell. <laughs> It yeah, like no, It sounds I I would not want to do that.
0: We're we're doing it for our Valentine's Day special for the movies one. <laughs> uh, it's going to be awful.
2: Dude, yeah. It's it's uh it, I don't know. It seems uh I just I've never really listened to audiobooks anyways, but I just would love to hear what the act the
0: voice yeah. acting sounds like. Because who is it? Is it going to be the woman or is it going to be a guy? Because if they're trying to appeal to people that are mostly reading it it would probably be women. So no, they... dude,
2: You know who actually did it is Roseanne.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you made me think there for a second. I was like, maybe.
2: You're no. Like, no, like who has the most unflattering, non-sexual voice?
0: Louis Roseanne. Anderson.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that'll do the the male and female counterparts. Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: there you go. Yeah, just like in, in the show with uh, Zach Alphinakis. Yeah. yeah,
2: you'll you will literally never get a boner while you're reading those books if they <laughs> do the voiceover. <laughs> I'm
0: honestly not sure anyone really can. <laughs> just, yeah, that's No true. matter
1: who's doing Probably it, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, so fuck.
0: that's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right,
0: I, I so really
2: Star like. Wars. Yeah, I I I really think that an untapped area for bands is music videos. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like the pop guys have it they can do a good job but sure. like for for the metalcore guys yeah. like it usually falls under some like trope and people don't try a different shit right. like uh, last year everyone just dripped oil on shit in close up <laughs> and it's like yeah like the first time it's like oh that's cool sure. yeah and then like 10 other bands did it right. and you're like good lord dude
0: it's like, like how rain used to be in every single one where there were puddles so you'd slowly do the breakdown in the puddles oh, yeah. and the splashes will go everywhere. and
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. In 2008, everyone was like, dude, you know what's sick about water? Is it splashes? And <laughs> it <music> does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn, dude. Like Everyone just discovered it all at once. Right. Yeah.
0: Last year on the show, we were talking about music videos and how more people aren't really watching them, especially in our scene. And I was saying, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but doing, especially for a metalcore band or a metal band where there are those breakdowns and they've got the pit and maybe a wall of death and all that kind of stuff. If you did one of those 360 music videos, like I would think that would be a good direction for people to go in, at least in this scene.
2: Uh, I I mean, I think that that could be cool, but also, you know, like, I feel like we're going to look back on 360 videos and be like, "Uh, uh." (laughs) it's like 3d was like, you know, 3d, everyone's like, dude, this is going to fucking change the world.
0: I got my Oculus right over there, man.
2: Yeah, it's cool. I'm not saying it's not cool. I mean, 360 video is dope. But is it going to be the thing that really like engages? You know, it's honestly like the. Re- I think the reason people don't watch them as much is because they're not that fucking good. <laughs> right, right. Hon- I mean, I'm not saying sitting here saying I'm like ch- like my shit's great or anything, but like, uh, you know, I don't have any budget.
0: Right, right. So, and like, you're still like, telling a story while you're doing it. I think that's what's missing from a lot.
2: Right. Or, or it's just some real shit story. That's also like true. Some hot chick in a dress has got to find the glowing orb to save the guy who's tied up in the basement.
0: Alright, wait. Hold on. That sounds amazing. Let's write that down.
2: <laughs> write that shit, dude. It's forever, forever locked in this podcast. <laughs> Hopefully this is the last mention of it.
0: This is copywritten. Um, copywritten. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. <Yeah, it's> copywritten. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I don't know. I mean, like... People still are watching movies and mm-hmm. more than they ever have, and I think it's because people really push themselves to make great movies. And I think that like it's more of an afterthought for bands. It's like, okay, we've got the album, we've got the tour. Uh, well, all right, like, I mean, let's just do a music video, I guess. Right. Throw a couple backlights on, and you know, put some water in some places, <laughs> and have people headbang <laughs> with their hair wet. And, yep. And it's like, that's great. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that, and it looks cool as long as it looks cool. But like, I feel like there should be a couple bands in the scene who are really like, when they release a music video, it's like, oh fuck yeah, dude, this is. It's kind of like okay, go. Like they always oh, challenge sure. themselves. Obviously, their budget's probably like a million dollars, so right. that's not super realistic. But, um, you know, like having a band with a music video that you go back and watch like two or three times is cool. And I never do that with bands. Yeah. You know, I'm never like man I really need to revisit that dude getting oil dripped on him real yeah. that like you know like
0: we're in an icerack
2: that greco-roman bust right getting oil dripped on it like it's like after the first viewing I'm like I got it yeah pretty much yeah I, I get it
0: we understand cool. the concept yep
2: looks cool <laughs> you know like sweet no
0: that's sweet, a really good man. point
2: so I yeah I don't know I think bands with a with a good budget behind them, which there are. Mm-hmm. Like they should really be like pushing the genre forward and that. And I i I've, I always had this idea of like, you know, it'd be fun to have like a metal band shoot a music video like Wes Anderson or something like oh, that. Oh, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I've been trying to do that for a while. Unfortunately it's really hard to find to to mimic yes. his style because he's so goddamn good at mm-hmm.
3: it. <laughs> yeah <he> but is.
2: <laughs> yeah, like but you know stuff like that like use colors use you know like use cool there's there's plenty of cool ideas to be explored and you know Very uh funny. there's plenty of there's plenty of ways that that could be pushed forward and and uh, it's just a it's a great artistic expression um so i yes. don't know i think uh the last cool music i thought bring me the horizons video for drown is really good
0: yes that was a really good one they just put out oh no as well but i don't remember it so but i remember drown <laughs> <laughs> i remember drown but let me ask you this though just a little off topic from that did you see their live show with the orchestra
2: uh, i saw a little bit of it online
0: if you get a chance uh, to see that it was pretty amazing
2: they just filmed the whole thing and put it up
0: the exact thing in like 1080p and stuff like did the whole entire show and the way it was shot, the way that they did, I thought they did an amazing job,
2: dude. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, I remember, I remember seeing a little bit of it, but they've always, they've always done a good job with music videos. I've thought.
0: Yeah, if you go back to uh, Chelsea Smile too, like even just a party video, they were still doing a good job with it.
2: Yeah, the party video, the video with the uh, predator, the. The one where they had, like, the Predator dressed up, and he was, like, walking around, and everyone was, like, kind of shitting on him. Do you remember the name of that? Because I do not. Oh. Let me see. I'm totally blanking. (laughs) I'm looking it up. (laughs) That album was called... uh, It's the one with the chick holding her guts.
0: That's where Chelsea Smile is from.
2: Yeah. What's the album called, though?
0: Uh, I'm blanking, because I only remember from... There's a Heaven. Let's keep it secret.
2: Yeah. Uh, which is the one after that one. I'm looking it up right now. Man, they are such a great band.
0: I can't put anything past them. They're amazing.
2: They always, uh, they do a good, they're like the opposite of ACDC. Oh, suicide, suicide Season. Suicide Season. Ah, oh, beat you to it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're like the opposite of AC/DC, where the ACDC is like, we found our sound. We're going to fucking do it till we're all dead. Done. Which is awesome. Yeah.
0: I saw them last year live for the first time ever. Two and a half hours. Literally all they said to the crowd was, it's great to be here in Boston. And then they played for two and a half hours.
2: <laughs> See, the- I love that shit. Yeah,
0: it's fucking great.
2: Uh, the song is called, I think, The Come Down. Okay. Um, Yeah, The Come Down. Yeah,
0: the first track off the album. Yep.
2: Yeah, that music video is pretty funny. I like humor too, man. I think I think a lot of like metalcore bands like they take themselves really fucking seriously. True. And uh, that's there's nothing wrong with that, but I think there should be a couple who I feel like even like heavy, super heavy death metal bands like there's some that don't take themselves that seriously, but there's no metalcore bands like we're gonna do some funny ass shit. Or if they try, it's like not actually funny.
0: The only thing that's coming to mind is just probably because I saw them was falling in reverse. Their
2: music videos are pretty cool. Yeah, Some of them. Cool. <laughs> well, they Some do a lot
0: of right, right. right. They do yeah. a lot of weird stories that they just well, I mean, they have that video game song that they played live for the first time last night and it's just a bunch of jumping up and getting coin sounds and <laughs> he's <laughs> talking about life being a video game. So I, <laughs> That's what Ronnie does now.
2: Hey dude, that's fine. There's always good visuals in their videos though. Absolutely. Uh, but I'd love to see a metalcore band like do something that's not That's not like kind of funny, but it's like actually fucking funny.
0: That's interesting. I'm gonna have to look into that because yeah, now I'm only thinking of like Ice Nine Kills does great videos for the horror themes that they do. So they did that whole one based on Carrie that I thought Mm -hmm. was done really well, but that's not technically humor. It's on that horror side. Wow, I'm gonna have to think about that because I'm sure there's there's got to be some out there. There's got to be something.
2: Yeah, lots of pop pop punk bands do it. Yeah, but it's always awful. Yeah, <laughs> Blink was the only one <laughs> that did anything right. Because <laughs> they were actually funny.
0: That's very true.
2: Like that... each one of those dudes could go do a like, could go do a stand up set, and mm-hmm. it would be like maybe twenty years ago, before like the one lost his mind about aliens and shit. But like,
0: I, I go watch him talk about aliens for a while. <laughs> I'm sure that's hilarious too.
2: <laughs> yeah, but for like a sad reason. Yes. Not, like, a... <laughs> yeah.
0: like oh, I didn't realize that I had everything together so this yeah. is
2: great this makes me feel great about myself exactly.
0: yeah <laughs> oh fuck man oh shit we should probably yeah. wrap this <laughs> alright let's do it man <laughs> well Johnny thank you so much for being on the show we're gonna have to do this again every three months that you put out another <laughs> album we will yeah. just promote the shit out of it and let uh-huh. everyone know so I'm going to have links in the description of this episode for everything so that people can get in touch with you, get the albums, get everything, Bill Murray, know when the tour is going to be, you know, with those select dates that you're doing. But for right now, what's the best way for people to support you?
2: Uh, Spotify. Okay. Just look it up on Spotify, B-I-L-M-U-R-I, and uh, just listen to it. I am I, I know that, like, if people listen to it, they'll like it. Yeah. And uh, that's something I'm really proud of, and... Mm-hmm. and uh, So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's the best way to support.
0: No, absolutely. And I think I mentioned before, but obviously I'm a fan. And I really love those three albums. Like, it is really, really well done. And I hope that everyone goes and checks it out. Because even though you're doing everything and you put out three albums, it seems like it's a little bit under the radar. So I'm hoping, like, that this pushes up a little bit more. When you're going to be putting out even more albums, people have to start taking notice. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it has to happen
2: the way i view it is like my motto is it's dumb motto but i say it in my head is like make as much dope shit as possible and good things will happen and so i'm just gonna keep doing that you know just keep pumping away at it and i think the cool thing is like with each of those albums like i know they're good Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't need to be you know like some sort of broadcast thing of you know even if like there, it was, it remained in the other underground for a long time. I, I would be like, fuck yeah, dude. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bitch about people wanting to listen to my music. Exactly. You no, know, like for sure. If, <laughs> if it did somehow break into the, the limelight, I would not be upset. But you know, I'm cool either way.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's a good yeah. way to look at it. That's a very good yeah. way. So, <laughs> Johnny, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it.
2: For sure, man. Appreciate Have a, you having me on.
0: Absolutely. Have a great night, man. You too. Welcome back everybody the final track you heard coming out of the conversation with johnny was drone off of the most recent album letters damn good stuff i really hope you enjoy that conversation i know i say it every time pretty much but i did as well and there was so much more we could have gone into but we covered so much of johnny's career and he is just pumping out so much great entertainment for everyone. These albums from Bill Murray are awesome. He's doing great work in the studio. We mentioned all the music videos that he's got coming out, his plans for future touring. You really have a lot to look forward to from Bill Murray and Johnny Frank. So make sure to support him. Follow the links in the description of this episode. Go to johnnyfrank.com. So you've got Johnny Frank on Facebook, Twitter, youtube soundcloud instagram go ahead and follow the links in the description of this episode as well plus don't forget about the weekly show every week my co-host jackson and i go over all the scene news album reviews and pretty much anything we want to and we have a lot of fun doing it i'm sure you'll enjoy it so once again i would like to thank johnny frank for coming on the show I thought that was an awesome conversation and he's putting out so much great material that I know I'm going to have him back on the show and we're going to go through even more great stuff. So I'd like to leave you with one final track from Bill Murray. This is going to be there off the very first Bill Murray album, Jaguar Shark. So I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone.
1: We've had a fun And I've had my share of sleep last night I kept thinking I was the only one that's right I thought you'd be out of mind and out of sight After half a year I realized That it's just starting to way me down. I can't deny that. And stand the thought of me just letting this fade. After half a year, I'm realizing now that it's just starting.